Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Boyd Hilton is away in New York, so again, psychic Josh here stepping up um, to present the show. I'm delighted to be joined by Ricky Lawrence. Um, how are you, Ricky? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thank you very much. First appearance of a season? It is, yes, yes. Hoping to have a, a debut like we did on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, making a genuine debut, uh, Mike Mulverhill yeah. is here. So we've lost Boyd, who obviously is in that TV for all critic world, uh, but we have replaced him. Uh, you used to work with Boyd, I you did used to earlier. work with Boyd, yeah. 25 years ago, we used to work together. We were at... Um, Patrick Vieira's debut game together with Matt Mason as well from this very parish as well. So, an old school gang. What can you tell us about Boyd while he's not here? About his working habits from uh, 20 years ago? Just want to know. Was he always destined for. Uh... Uh, destined for greatness, that's all I can say, definitely. Um, stories, I cannot, I cannot divulge any okay. old stories, especially not about Barcelona, not anything like that. Wow. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll ask him next time. Um, and, and fresh from uh, a, tr- a trip to Rio for covering the Paralympics, Alex Brooker. Hello, it's good to be back. Is uh, it genuinely? Hang on, can someone come home from Rio? You know what? I've been, uh, it's genuinely actually been quite nice to be back. And like, because I was on holiday before, I don't want to brag, I was on holiday before I went to Rio <laughs> as well. So sa- Saturday night was my first game of the season back at the Emirates. So it's lovely. So you're lucky. Really you're nice. the lucky charm. Really positive. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, mainly down to me. <laughs> yeah, inspirational. Uh, and, and just briefly, I mean, Rio, was it, I mean, on TV it looked like you were having a great time. Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely amazing. It was hard work, 11 days of shows, but the sport was amazing. It was so good. I've been, been like a real festival of sport, and I thought I'd come back Saturday, ah, Arsenal probably ruined that. But even they turned up. It was just wonderful. I'm in such a good mood at the moment. Did you manage to follow Arsenal from out there a little bit? Yeah, I did. I did follow them. Uh, yeah, I watched like some of the games online. Um, yeah, but Saturday was so much better. So really Be- positive in at the person. moment. Yeah, it was brilliant. So you were there. Ricky was there. Yeah. My, you were watching on oh, telly. I was, watching on I, telly yeah. I was abroad, so I was also watching on telly. Uh, but we'll start. R- Ricky, was that the the team you had to put out? I, just, I, I mean, I always say on this podcast, we don't want to be doing loads of tactical analysis because, quite frankly, we we I don't know. I don't feel like I'm the necessarily the right person to do that. But no, the team is, is interesting. I feel because everyone almost assumed that. Giroud or, you know, might come back into the team. But this Sanchez up front thing, it seems to just be persisting with them. Yeah, no, I actually thought we'd stick with the same team that we did against Hull, and it worked. I mean, I'm... I know that lots of people were moaning once the team came out against Hull that Xhaka should have played, and maybe Giroud... I know Giroud was injured for that game, but I was quite happy with Cochrane. 
playing um and it worked we stopped with the same team i like it when there's a bit of continuity jack is obviously going to come in now because cochran's out for a few weeks but i was very happy with the team and the performance was was fantastic the best i've seen us play for years you said it was one of your favorite ever, ever emirates games is that true yeah just yeah it? yeah just uh well um yeah it was my, one of my favorite performances I, I, I like being chelsea and if you can beat them like that then it's fantastic do you think there was an overreaction like in the sense mm. that it was a chelsea team we shouldn't forget where they finished in the Premier League last year mm. and they weren't brilliant. Like, are we getting overly excited? Not to put an immediate, like, dampener on this yeah, at all, yeah, but yeah. is it that kind of case when we lose, Arsenal fans can sometimes be accused of going overboard and should we be careful not to do the same yeah, when we no, have a great definitely. win? I think, I think the, you know, the, the greatness of the win was overshadowed slightly by the press coverage of how bad Chelsea were. I mean, they really were quite bad, but... I don't think we allowed them to play. 3-0 up at half-time. Thought they played with power, lots of pace. Theo back to his old ways. We've also now got some strength in depth now as well, that when Cochrane went off, you know, it didn't all fall apart. Xhaka came on, perfect replacement. Hopefully after the break, Ramsey will be back. And for the first time, I think we've got some real strength in depth, real strength in depth, rather than the wheels falling off with two injuries. Absolutely. I was wondering if you, as an associate of Boyd, if you also have to take the same line on Theo Walcott, <laughs> if you equally have to be like, positive. Uh, think, uh, is it all of a, uh, everyone in this uh, you know, TV reviews world has to be? It is, a, it is, a, it is, a, it is a, an order that is sent out that we have to all love Theo. I think it's from Boyd anyway. But I mean, I mean, I think all he deserves Arsenal to be loved, fans, maybe. On, on oh, I think all Arsenal fans would love Theo to do well. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone is against Theo. Just would love him to get a string of games together. And show us what he can do. I mean, just after 10 years. I mean, I'd love him to have an amazing season. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just have to pray he keeps injury free. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting uh, today in a, in a press conference. He was saying how he's had like a change of attitude. Mm. And he's starting to be... Before he reckoned that he was thinking too much about other people and now he's kind of becoming a little bit more selfish. But, I mean, Shane in his teamwork the other day, he put in a massive shift. Yeah. And there's times when I, we've been there and you've watched Fia and he's had like about six touches in a whole game and barely been involved. So it was nice to see him, see him getting involved. It was just brilliant on Saturday. I was, I was so entertained. Uh, and it was just, you come away from a game like that and it's just like, wow, like, that is how we can play. And I don't want to be negative. I mean, there was one guy who sat next to me and he just turned around. Bear in mind, the third, like, the second and third goal, all the goals are amazing. Yeah. But the third goal, like, everyone's on such a high. We're playing some scintillating stuff. And he just turns around and goes, yeah, but we all remember Anderlecht, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> and someone from a few rows back just shat, told him to F off. But that is kind of the attitude. And I remember yeah. last season when we beat Manchester United at home, and it was very similar. We pressed them. We kind of, you know, we didn't give them room to play. And it was a very similar performance in many ways. And then we that was on October the 4th. And I remember being on this podcast months later just going, actually, when was the last mm. time? We're still there or thereabouts. But I don't think we've actually played that well since Man United at home. And it's just, yeah. you want to see them kick on now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, sorry, Josh, I was going to say, I think it's quite easy to, if you want to break down the game or look for negatives, you can do, you know, the first well, Adrian goal was Clark, a gift. he loves it, Brad. Oh, really? Okay. On the, on the Oh, website. of course, yes. I mean, yeah. the first goal was a gift from Cahill. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Chelsea didn't play so well. But for me, I mean, it's all about trying to enjoy it. So, 
You know, I mean, for example, we, we could be sat here in a month's time and say that our next four games in the league are winnable. But if we don't win them all, then we're not going to enjoy it. But right now, we just beat Chelsea three. You know, let's let's try and let's try and at least have a bit of fun. And you know, Chelsea two years ago were the champions. So if we can't enjoy beating the champions or previous champions three 0 at home, what, does that still work? If we get Blackburn Rovers in the cup, we're <laughs> that, that might be a stretch. That might be a stretch. Ago. But it's the same team. It was almost the same team that won yeah. the league. And yes, of course, yeah. they had a terrible season last year, but they got undoubted quality and they had one chance, one real chance the whole game uh, which was what in the 80 whatever a minute it was yeah. so and we haven't scored, for, scored against them for three yeah, exactly. years or something I mean, exactly. uh, you've got this to be celebrated yeah and I just one of my main highlights I think ever from the Emirates is just seeing how pissed off Diego Costa was getting <laughs> yeah. you know people say you know do you want to see you know a professional footballer struggle in his case yes <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed everything you know I, look, I even watched a little compilation video I'm not one for compilation videos on YouTube but I did watch the, somebody put together a compilation of all the challenges between <laughs> um, him and Koscielny and Mustafi and it was really enjoyable again two and a half minutes of you know, great times. And there were a I few thought. little digs. I don't think there were... There were a couple where, you know, I'm just, I'm just so happy just to see his misery. It was wonderful. It just topped a, a great day off. And we kept 11 men on the pitch against Chelsea, mm. which was yeah. uh, something we haven't done in recent times. Mm. And to see Costa and, and see two defenders manage Costa that well, we've always had this problem with Chelsea, whether it was Drogba and then becoming Costa, it always seemed inevitable their main front man would score. Yeah, I actually thought Costa actually looked quite good. But I thought Koscielny had an absolutely brilliant game. I thought Koscielny was our best player, despite the fact that we scored three goals. I thought Koscielny was brilliant. And that even though Costa had, had, had a decent game, albeit he didn't have much play from, uh, from the players behind him, that I thought, I thought, it was great. I thought every, every single player on the pitch was great. And I had a conversation with a friend saying the almost difference between Walcott and Iwobi, I find is that Iwobi will be involved in the game quite often but won't necessarily come up with a goal or an assist. Walcott, like Alex said, might have six touches, but on Sunday, Saturday even, he scored a goal. And that's what you want from him. That's what you want from attacking players, is getting on the goal sheet, getting on the score sheet. So Wobi, I think, is probably a better player. But if Walcott can keep producing, he scored a goal against um, Hull. He scored against Hull? Yeah, he scored against Hull. He got um, another goal on Saturday. If he can keep doing that, he has to stay in the team. Do you think Iwobi is that first name team? You know, uh, first I, 11 I, If now, I had to choose 11? one, I'd probably go with Iwobi. But over the two, over mean? the two, over right. the two, yeah. Over it's not. Is it's nice because I mean, obviously he's chosen to represent Nigeria, but English-born Arsenal graduate yeah. coming into the first team. I guess Jack was the last one to do that, and here we are, seven years after he's done that, well, and we're not in. quite sure whether English-born, obviously, English born, okay, fine, fair enough. Better in obviously has also come through, um, and it is great to see a young sort of graduate in the team is, is great and he's I just think he's quite composed as well sometimes Definitely. and he he's mm. kind of you know what they always say with young players when they play without fear and that's kind of what he's doing his confidence hasn't taken a massive knock yet in a similar way to I remember getting excited about you know Oxo Chamberlain when he when he first came into the team and you know he was it really exciting he played without fear and then his confidence has took a knock over the years and he's had injuries whereas a Wobie is kind of you know he, I just think he was brilliant on Saturday. It's the best I've seen him play for us. Yeah. Mm. That, that second goal was fantastic. Him and Ozil playing a nice one-two. Yeah. He's sm- smashed it into Bellerin. His ball across to Walcott was fantastic. Yeah, and Brilliant. clearly the manager has got faith in him. You know, picked him in the toughest game of the season so far. Paris Saint-Germain away and has yeah. followed it up by uh, continuing to select him. Um, Rio Ferdinand was saying in the, his column in the standard today about how he feels that Alexis Sanchez is the one to, to lead the line and they expects you know, Giroud to be sort of you know, I guess mainly coming in off the bench and having an impact that way. Is, is that how 
how we're going to have the best season, do you think, Mike? Alexis Sanchez leading the front line. Because for a whole summer, we were all talking as fans, we've got to buy a striker, we've got to buy a striker. Yeah. We've bought a striker in Perez who looks set to have mainly a peripheral role. Is that fair? I know he scored. Yeah. You were up at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And we've got... You know, Giroud. And yet, here we go, we've got a person yeah. that has been at our club now for a couple of years who's, who's seemingly going to be the front yeah. man. Well, I think Sanchez offers you so much, doesn't he? I mean, his energy and his pace. And I think he just inspires everyone around him as well and really brings people around him. You know, he's just running everywhere. And if you're a player and you're sort of down in your haunches and you look up 80th minute and Sanchez is still closing down, still running. And also, he's got goals in him as well, which, you know, maybe he had a little bit of a drought, but now he looks like he's, he's found that again. So um, whether he's the out-and-out strike that we need, but we've had this conversation for yeah. decades. I, you know, there's certainly people on this podcast before me, you know, but whether he could he contribute 30 goals a season, I'm not sure, but he gives you so much. And it's difficult to, to leave him out, definitely. And Yeah, 47 goals in his first 100 appearances, it says here in the column in the standards oh, today, which is one fewer game, um, one fewer goal sorry, than on managed in the same amount of time. So goals, goals to game wow. ratio is quite, quite encouraging. And when he went clean through on Saturday, I've been, it's very red. I was really confident he was going to score. Normally, when it, if it's someone like Walcott, you think, this is either going to be a wonderful finish or he's going to hit the corner flag. And like, but with Sanchez, you did feel really confident that he was going to stick that away. Mm. Um, it's weird, though, because I... There's a couple of games when I'd kind of seen him and thought he was slightly struggling up front a little bit. Yeah, he didn't seem comfortable. PSG struggled, didn't he? In yeah. a really poor game against PSG. When he played up front and out wide, he looked better. But I agree. And also Giroud. Giroud you would never have confidence if that was Giroud going one-on-one, would you? <laughs> I mean, weirdly enough, I'd, I've always wondered whether like Sanchez would be great as like a, a second striker. So if he did play two up front mm. back in the days, so I, I always think that he would be somebody who'd be, play quite well off Giroud. Okay. I'd like um, to see Perez in there, though, with his pace and the way Arsenal are playing at the moment. The sort of balls into him, other than Sudrude holding up, the sort of balls through. Oza would love to be feeding those balls through to him. I was going to ask, you went to Nottingham Forest, didn't yeah. you? You went up to the Sudrude. We took a lot of fans. Yeah. Was it was always 4,000? Yeah. yeah I, if you say so. Was it a good night? Good trip? Yeah, it was good. That's a ground I mean, you haven't been to before. No, I ha- well, I've actually been. Oh. I went to Nottingham Forest versus Coventry many years ago. I tried to do three games in one day. Should we ask why? You three were games in one day. Uh, Boxing Day well, like sponsorship some people no, no, go and like the marathons no, no. you thought yeah well right. there was no sponsorship involved <laughs> and it's, people could have contributed to petrol money but yeah me and a few friends but unfortunately the first game the pitch was frozen so uh, we only did two yeah. I've been to Forest before like just I went to Forest Birmingham a couple of years ago and the thing that struck me about it is it's proper old school ground but they have optics at the bar. <laughs> uh, so, like, the home fans go out, and my mate was like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, what, what is it, just, like, a pint, or is it cider? And he went, nah, they've got brandy, there's some vodka, do you want a vodka? <laughs> and I was just thinking, that's, that shows the standards of football at the wow. fans. If you're yeah. serving brandy at half-time <laughs> to your fans, that's preparing them for a long, hard season, I think. And no that's what I loved burgers. about it. Yeah, they got, they <laughs> didn't, didn't see any brandy or any vodka. They have got a Hooters. The only Hooters in England is in Nottingham. Did you go? We didn't quite um ollie shorts a friend of the podcast was yes. desperate desperate to get he had talks about little else oh he booked a table and everything but we didn't quite make it in time <laughs> what is blame traffic me. yeah traffic wrong, t- wrong turn you know one of the two <laughs> you took a wrong two. turn <laughs> maybe, deliberate maybe. you didn't want to go possibly, possibly. Um, but, but what, it was a good the actual game, game in yeah, paris the first half was relatively dull albeit than a other than a Granite Xhaka wonder strike, or at least it looked at from where we were, but the deflection maybe helped. Uh, second half, we were far, far better than them. Perez had a decent game, 
I'm not. To be honest, I'd be surprised if he was starting many big games yeah. this season. Great. I like I like the fact that we've got different options. So if Wenger feels that you know Giroud's going to trouble that back four more than Sanchez, Sanchez can go out wide and Giroud can start up top. But at the moment, I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change any element of the team right now because it's okay. Albeit we, other than Chelsea, we haven't had the hardest of oppositions. But since we've played that team, we've we've got pretty. We've won our last three league games. Yeah, we've won, we've won a couple. Yeah, definitely we have. And in terms of tomorrow, then, which is Basel, and it's unusual for us to do a podcast 24 hours in advance of a game because some people will probably be listening to this after the game. But Shaka presumably will, will come yeah. in, Mike, in, in terms of Coquelin. Absolutely. What a, what a wonderful place to be. That is the strength and depth that yeah, you, you spoke about. And we've still got El Nenny as well. And we've still got Ramsey to come back, hopefully. Well, what did you think? I don't know, in just a couple to of weeks. I, Ian Wright was calling ahead of the game that actually thought rather than Coquelin and Cazorla, he wanted El Nenny and Shaka to be the two. That yeah. was what he was calling for. I, I, I think that's a good combination. Certainly more solid. I thought they were too open against PSG. I mean, I thought they could have had a change at half-time in that game. Maybe played three in the middle even in that game because they were getting flooded um, in that game. Um, so, yeah, I, would, I mean, that would give them a more solid base for the others to go and you know, do their stuff up front, really. I mean, these European Champions League nights, Alex, are sometimes... Are you going tomorrow first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm going as well. Yeah. But sometimes these group stage nights have been particularly uninspiring because we've probably gone and lost a game early in the group, so we're usually already battling for second. I know we've only played one game, but there is something quite exciting about the fact that, in theory, this group is now in our hands, of course. Yeah. We, get, we go and win and we might win a group. Yeah. It, it could be a bit more exciting than usual. Yeah, and I think tomorrow night what you, what you want to see is just, you know, kind of a similar intensity to what you saw on Saturday. It's just, you know... I know it's not as you know technically it's not as big a game it's not a derby like you have against Chelsea but you you know you don't want to see Theo suddenly go missing you know I cut, it was just because it kind of you know puts a doubt in your mind again but I just want to see them you know an early goal tomorrow night and it'll be I reckon it'll be yeah. away. Well, you want the atmosphere to kind of continue, don't you? I mean, it was it was so good against Chelsea from everyone that has uh, told me that they were there. You just don't want that kind of 65 minutes gone, it's nil-nil, there's tutting, you know, we know what it can be like. No, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I don't know anything about Baal, Basel, how do you pronounce it? Baal? Basel. I'm probably not in a position to correct Basel. you too much, but I think <laughs> Basel. Okay, well, Basel. That's where yeah, El Nerny came yeah. from. Yeah, correct. and, and Jacka played yeah. for them as well, right? And his brother's playing again tomorrow, isn't he? Playing Jacka's against his brother, brother yeah. 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 So, I mean, I like the idea that we can rotate a little bit. I actually like the Cochrane and Gazzola, um combination. I Again, I haven't seen much of Jacka. I saw him at the Euros, and I've seen him play a little bit for Arsenal. But um, I like I like Cochrane's intensity. He he makes some brilliant tackles. And I feel like Jacka Wenger says Jacka's a box-to-box midfielder. Whereas you like to think Cochrane's going to be a bit deeper. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm quite happy with the team at the moment. Um, but the good thing is, if one's out, another one come in and you don't feel like we're going to struggle massively. I like. I think Onene's an okay player. I think Onene's decent, but I wouldn't have him in my, in my first team. But mm. with cup games and there's going to be Champions League games that you hope won't have as much riding on as last year, later on in the group stages. So it's just good to have a bit of uh, squad depth. And, it, and talking of that, um, Alex, the goalkeeper presumably will be David Ospina again. Yeah, that's a funny one with... Uh, that's literally, it's quite... Alarm bells started ringing as soon as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, you know, it was a mistake. The, mis- the mistake I felt, you know, like... I mean, I don't think Ospina's a bad goalkeeper by no. any means. But you kind of... I thought Wenger might have... I don't know, after last season when, you know, Ospina made a couple of mistakes and then he reinstated Czech in the Champions League games. It's, a, it's kind of a strange one. Because it appears that that is what he's going to do. He's just going to go over Spina in the, in, in the Champions League. And it's, I don't know, I just hope it's not something he 
lives to regret. Because if you think about it from a spinner's point of view, if it gets panned, then, you know, Czech comes back in after a couple of games and it's like, well, what was the point? Well, mm. It is typical Wenger, though, isn't it? Sticking to this, you know, the way he plays and bringing off spin. He doesn't have to do that. It was, a, it was a real surprise. He really did sort of make a rod for his own back. They could have gone so badly wrong against PSG. But he was so good. And he was so he good that so it good. didn't, you know. No. I mean, also, Ospina didn't play against Forrest. I don't know if Martinez is going to be the League Cup goalie. And then Ospina <laughs> might be the FA Cup as well. It's, it's, it's a strange one. And again, yeah, it was odd that he gave Martinez a game. Because yeah. very rare that clubs give their third-choice goalkeeper no. a game just for the sake of it. No, unless Ospina was injured, of which I don't know. But um, I don't mind. Again, it's, um, I tend to try not to get too frustrated at the starting lineup. Ospina had a great game. It may well be that he's terrible, again tomorrow, if terrible tomorrow, rather, and uh, Czech gets thrown back in the side again. But we hope not, right? We hope not. I mean, again, and just, just looking at some of the players that are out that we haven't even spoken about, Ramsey, Wilbert, Gabriel, Pear. It's quite, it's quite exciting. Should we get excited? Are we, are we, as, we, as we start to look forward, Alex, like the, the ambitions of our season change because we beat Chelsea 3-0? Or realistically, should we, just, we are going to come no. third or fourth? No, I don't know. I think that they showed they showed what they could do on Saturday, and if they can't take confidence from that, then they just they never will. Because that was a, it was a great performance, and even though Chelsea were absolutely like crap at times, but I mean they're still a decent side. Like Hazard's been in form, we kept him fairly quiet, and as you say, Costa. You know, as much as you know, he had a frustrating game. It's still, you know, been banging them in for Chelsea. They're not as dire as yeah. what people were making out. Um, you know, certainly if Chelsea had have won, then people would have been saying about Chelsea. Yeah. They, they, you know, they'll be there or thereabouts for the title at the end of the season. So I think you know, was, I'm, had, quite com- I'm fair. I'm more confident than, than what I was. Put it that way. Absolutely, I, I agree. It, it sort of was a, a, a sign of well, we at least we can compete again because mm. you can count the number of games we've beaten genuine championship challengers. Yep. You know, it's mm. certainly by that margin. I mean, yeah, of course, the comparisons to Man United last year, but then United, you know, finished up playing in the Europa League this year. So actually, you know, it is, is massively exciting. Yeah, um, I hope that spreads through the crowd as well. I don't go every every week um, to us, so I go to a handful of games. We haven't get them. Sit up in the sort of the upper stands, and and the atmosphere up there has been so bad lately the um if it, i mean sometimes you feel like you're in a national history museum sometimes walking around there there's sort of tourists wandering around there's you know very yeah. no atmosphere no singing half the people are gone Is 10 it, minutes before it's not like in the sort of 90s when you and boy dropped to no, no good no, going no, to no, uh, uh, the old those, those <laughs> in the north bank standing on the toilets but i hope the fans now pick up on that yeah I on that win the, as well it was weird the two games because i went to leicester away yes I saw like when that. I was there and yeah it's one of the few things I remember from that <laughs> but, um but yeah like the atmosphere at times was pretty poisonous towards oh, the well. end of that game when you know you had there was a section of fans singing you know Wenger get out of our club and there's yeah, yeah. a couple of blokes behind me like fighting and stuff like that and it it was kind of it's such a difference on on Saturday um yeah, I'd much you know, I much prefer a nicer atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also, and it's strange with Wenger as well because there's still no nothing's happened with his deal, and his deal expires at the end of the season. Yeah. And I was saying on Saturday, this is the first time he's gone into a season where he's not, he's you know, his contract is running down. Normally, he signs that he'd have signed in the summer for another couple of years, but is this the first time he's gone into a season? It is. I mean, from what this I'm, is the furthest he's. The least his contracts had to run on it. So, so I've been told there's a two-year deal there and it's his and it's him deciding when he wants to sign it and maybe, I guess, he just feels he has to let the season develop and feel that he still got two years in him that he uh, he's going to do. And he also, because obviously the Mourinho book 
uh, came out and yeah. there were some quotes about that. And he was asked about him doing a book and he seemed to suggest he would, but not quite yet. So hopefully... I'd love to um, read that book. That's yeah, I would, all the transfers that we've missed out on that chapter alone would be worth <laughs> There wouldn't be a chapter, money. that'd be it the first half of the book. That, yeah. Weird with that Mourinho book. Because the way I kind of understood it is, it's basically stuff that he said over time to people. To reporters, uh, To yeah. reporters on the slide. But I think... If you took everything I've said to people in private <laughs> and put it in a book, it'd be is this pretty, your way of saying, even just on Venga, is this some of it would be pretty, pretty ropey. Is this your way of saying Sam Allardyce has just been uh, incredibly unfortunate? <laughs> no. We better not talk about it. We won't talk yeah. about it. But let's just hope Arsene Wenger yeah. isn't being primed for the England job. But when um, I said, when I said uh, 16 to 1, 16 to 1, you can go on him. Wenger is 16 to 1 in the England job. That's just next manager, exactly. whenever that may be. Who would be favourite? Pardew? Who's... Uh, Who's favourite? Who did you see his favourite? Uh, Eddie Howe, I believe. Oh, that does sort of make sense. Oh, here we go. Eddie Howe, five to one. Pardew, six to one. Southgate, nine to one. Bruce, ten to one. Arsene Wenger, sixteen to one. Um, odd supply of Betfair. Okay, well, for those of you that uh, think Wenger's not going anywhere, ridiculous uh, situation and scenario. Um, Ricky, you, you're, you're going tomorrow night, I, I, I assume. I am. Um, it's the anniversary of Wenger's starting work at Arsenal on the first of October. It's 20 years, so yep. I'm trying to work it out. I must have been nine, I guess, at the time. You would have been a very eight. similar age. Yep. Eight. We almost know nothing different. Mm. And I, it will be one of those that we only really appreciate once he finally does leave and once it becomes the norm that managers, as it has become, do a couple of years. Um, and then they move on. That's what come. I, I don't know. Mike, Mike, when was your first sort of Wenger memory? Was it Wenger that memory. first, first game? first Arsenal game was 77. Right. Under Terry O'Neill um, against Notts County in FA Cup. Um, was it Brandy Mike, at half-time? Brandy No Beanbergers, certainly. Um, but my first Wenger memory was, you know, when he, when he arrived with everyone else, it's sort of Arsene who, you know, this time of Rioch and, what, you know, who had we appointed? Who was this guy from Grand And But then the main memories of, I've always been sort of Vieira, Petty, those great sides. Um, great nights, European Cup finals, you know, big Champions League semi-finals. I mean, some great nights out of it. And some incredible football. And transformed the team. I was watching, used to have people like Ian Selly. And, I mean, lovely bloke and stuff. But, you know, not the world-class players we have now. I mean, he has transformed the club from... From from top to bottom, but people get frustrated with him and stuff. Are you are you one that's been calling for him to? I've sort of. I think sometimes he makes a rod for his own back. You know, all his substitutes at the same time, the injuries we yeah. have. I mean, Arsenal seasons are getting very predictable. You know, even a Cochran injury, you're like, oh no, not another one. You know, and you say he's out for four days and he's going to end up being six months. You know, another one of those. <laughs> you know, I mean, Ramsey, like, he's out for a week and he probably won't be back till. February and and starting this chaos, starting the season in such chaos as well. Was just, it felt just really unnecessary. And Finger coming to the last year of his contract, he thought, why didn't he have it in, you know, everything in place? Why did he start the season with Holding and and uh, Chambers at the back? But you can't take anything away from Finger what he has done to us. And I would love him to win the league this season with Finger. I mean, I just think he, I, I think you know, don't don't you know, don't wish for something that you know that, that we might not, no one else might deliver. Uh, and Alex, your first memory is equally of. Uh, I mean, you, you, when did you, who was your first game? Who was manager on your first game? George it Graham? Was, Wenger was manager. Wenger was your game first game. I, I went to. So, yeah, I mean, I think, we, I think more of the frustration with Arsenal has come in, in, the, in recent years. And it, weirdly enough, you know, everyone talks about now when we moved to the stadium, we didn't have any money and that kind of, you know, that period that we went through. And it, weirdly enough, at the time, 
I still used to get the hump with it. I'd never really thought, oh, we've got no money. I was just kind of like, this is absolute like bollocks. Why aren't we signing people? I never really kind of understood. Mm. I wonder what, one day when he'll, a book will come out, you know, I'd love to know what, what's gone on, you know, the last few summers when you think you've got this business that really needs to be done and it's kind of never is quite, you know, there's late signings, you know, as you said, with the start of the season with you know, going in with Holden and Chambers. And it was kind of, it was, yeah. it's odd, it's odd the fact that he lets it get to that stage, but then he won't panic by it. Look at Chelsea. Look at what yeah. they did, signing David Luiz back. He's crap. <laughs> Although his ball for Batshuayi at yeah. the end of the game ball was, of the was game, a peach. Yeah. It was, I was just like, wow, what a great yeah. ball. But he yeah. is, you know, they went and splashed, what, 30 million on yeah. him? And it was, it's just like, oof. yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, Weird enough, what we were saying, if he, if he did win the league this year, do you reckon there'd still be people who'd want him to go and go, yeah. that's your lot? Because I yeah, think I there would. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah, they say that it was more by luck yeah. than, than anything else. That's why I think people were ready to say last year, had we pipped Leicester, that it was a crap Premier League season yeah. and we flukily, everyone else was in yeah. change and turnover yeah. of managers. Weird enough, in that, in that like, uh, Mourinho fiction... Book that like, they were on about the other day, like this, um, this idea of like the fact that it was the weird, weirdest thing. It, the fact that he said he wanted to punch him in the face is is no, is pretty nasty. But the thing that alarmed me most was, you know, if the the claim that the players were organising themselves more for that performance at City a couple of years ago, and I, I don't know whether how much of it's true. But you do wonder sometimes, don't you? Because there are games when you think we don't look like we've got. What a player Mourinho in. said that yeah. about Arsenal. Yeah, that he said that they players had. You know, he'd heard from some of the Arsenal players that it was them yeah. who organised that. You know, that great yeah. defensive performance. That, you know, it's weird with us, isn't it? We talk about he's like that was one game, and yet like, you still hold it up as if it was like a cup <laughs> final. <laughs> a great. You remember that time against United last season, one three nil at home, but we ultimately still completely blew it. But we still hold it up as, you know, these great performances where you know, I hope that we're not going to be talking about the Chelsea one the same. Yeah, I no. think actually, with regards to luck, I don't think there's going to be any luck if we manage to win the league this year because the way that City look, I think, I think I'm a bit worried, well, I say I'm a bit worried about them. They, uh, I think they could win it at Kant if uh, other teams don't catch up with them because they just look so good in every game. They won three out of three without Aguero. So, no, sorry, two out of Aguero. Yeah, the I guess they've been conceding the odd goal is the only bit of hope that if you can have a brilliant defensive display against them, you'll get a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they just I, I mean it's early loads. days. It's early days, but they do look very good. Aguero is just on another level, isn't he? Mm. Sadly, uh, yeah, and we. I don't think anyone in the, the country has got a striker to manage him. And even I guess what Harry Kane, one of the other great yeah. goal scorers, is, is now out injured. Vardy is not going to have the same season no. he did. I think he is a kind of up there on his own. Yeah. Um. And twenty years briefly, Ricky. Yeah, your, I mean, your, your main mem- what's your I mean, what's your one main memory? Main memory is probably 2004. We went unbeaten, but I guess that's quite a sort of a standard memory. The one, for the one, him specifically. The one, the one, I guess when Lehman saved the penalty against Villarreal. Oh my God, that's exactly what was in yeah, mind. And, and you can see in his face just how excited he is to get to a Champions League final. Um, and he, you know that picture where he's just it's looking that. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It won't help us. It won't help the podcast, no. But you can see how excited he is to get to the Champions League final. It's what he always wanted, I guess. And um, obviously didn't end well. But for me, the, 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 the thing I fear when I, I love the loyalty in football I love the fact that we've had the same manager I love you know I've got a lot of friends who are Spurs fans and all you have to do is this, I don't know how many managers have been sacked already but it's probably quite a few um, there's talk of Swansea changing their manager whereas that never happens with us or if it does it's just amongst the fans moaning some you know fans moaning about Wenger but probably in five or six years we probably would have had another or when Wenger goes we'll probably have 
four or five managers mm. in you know four or five years, and that's just football these days. I even saw Tony Pulis talking on the Football Focus where two, three years max. And that's all you're getting at a team these days because if they don't get rid of you, you're going on to bigger or better things. You can almost imagine an Arsenal manager coming in, being fantastic, and Barcelona will take him. I'm surprised we haven't got success, a, a, more of a succession in place, though, after 20 years, that there isn't a sort of old players being brought in, Bergkamp's or Henri's. I know Steve Bowles there, that we haven't done seems to have any succession going. If Wenger leaves at the end of the season, do we just bring a, a complete outsider? I, I would like to see some kind of con- continuity, like well, a Vieira. Well, you know, Ronald Koeman, I think would have been, you know, one of the great options has done so well at Everton. Mm. It's sort of, I don't know, maybe the problem, that's the, the only one I no, like. If no one knows, it's the only option I like if no one knows where Wenger's going, it's impossible to get a, to replacement in. Burkham might have joined our staff, say, seven or eight years ago, thinking, yeah, Wenger will go yeah, yeah. soon. He'll still be there, sitting on his hands. <laughs> so uh, it it's difficult. What, one man, do you see this story, Alex, about Mo Farah saying he wants to be a, a fitness coach at Arsenal? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just... Fair enough, I suppose. He's quite fit. Yeah, I mean, mean, he definitely has some credentials (laughs) that you'd want in a fitness coach. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know about it. He could even still get a game, could he? He could run about a bit. Long distance. I don't know. What's he? What's it? How is he? Thirty-three. Coming to he's getting a one-year deal. If he did come in as our fitness <laughs> exactly. coach, I don't think they'd yeah. give him a long-term opportunity. It'd be, I mean, I couldn't imagine a world where we're um, blaming the amount of injuries that we've got on Mo Farah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem with him. You know, he's working clearly doing something in training, working them too hard. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'd like to work as, you know, for Arsenal as well, but I'm not going to. So. <laughs> you, you, you are working in some ways, aren't you? You've got a column in the magazine? Yeah, yeah. I've done a, a column in the magazine, which is interesting. It's, a, it's very interesting because um, obviously it's a, it's a club publication. So, you know, it's, and it's an audience for children. But is that, so is you that can't like a great feeling for you as a fan? Yeah. That, that, is that really me, exciting? I know well, you're doing a lot weird, of you know, great stuff. It's the thing but... for, for me. Um, you know, when I, was, when I was a football journalist, like working for Press Association like, six years ago, that was all that you know. I'd have done it now. And to be honest with you, if they are like listening, if Arsenal said to me, "Look, you'd have to leave last league, but you can come and like work for us. You can go, come and do like Nigel's job," I'd, I'd do it. I'd do. You know, I'd go on. The, I'd go and do the interviews on the pitch. Yeah, I've got no loyalty to last leg. Is that like when a, pl- a manager... <laughs> Nigel, Mi- Nigel Mitchell, if you're yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when a manager talks about a player when they're still under contract at a club. Yeah. It's not a very Arsene Wenger thing to do, but it's apparently a very Alex Brooker thing to do. Is that a scoop? Can we report that tomorrow? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Any other roles around the club you'd like, apart from Nigel's, just so we don't single them out? No, I'd just love to spend some... I'd love to Would you like to be a match announcer? Like from I reckon I'd, I'd quite like to be in there in the dressing room and confiscate all the phones after a game so they don't do loads of these selfies. <laughs> it won't be. It's doing on. my head in. <laughs> it won't be. I think within two minutes of that Paris Saint-Germain game finishing, I appreciate yeah. that in the modern day of footballers, they're not it's all not doing their own social yet. media. Mm. But like, have the brains. Don't do it two minutes when he's clearly like not even back, barely sitting down <laughs> I, in the dressing room. I think room. there's going to come a time when someone thinks they've heard the whistle and we'll have the first on pitch <laughs> selfie before the game is finished. Because that's you know, what what game the game. The goal celebration. Who did they it? Beat them, uh, Chesney. Chesney. He does all this. Chesney. Yeah, I but don't like Chesney. It's weird yeah. though that because I was you know. I saw a clip and on BT, like Rio Ferdinand and Ian Wright were kind of really critical of the fact that, you know, within, and that was, you know, in the post match analysis, there was really loads of selfies going out. And, was, and it's just, and there's, you know, the story from um, within Leicester, like Robert Hoof, after the Leicester players saw them all on the pitch, you know, 
in February doing selfies and they just uh, it kind of inspires them and I do wonder about it sometimes I, I it's only a photo but it's I remember this being criticised when Arsenal finished fourth on the last day up at Newcastle. Yeah. Remember that? And again, we were sort of criticised, well, here's this team of multi-million pound stars who were tipped for potentially winning a Premier yeah. League title, wildly celebrating they've scra- like scraped into a Champions League spot. But I wonder if it's kind of the club. I mean, it's great for the yeah, club, I don't all their players on social media. This is all generating Brand, yeah, numbers absolutely. and followers. It must be a little bit You like to think it's just a bit of fun. And if you don't read too much into it, I don't think it makes them think they're then going to go on and you know they're better footballers or they get they have more chance of winning more games because they take a selfie or anything like that i think i personally i just take it with a pinch of salt it's a, it's, it's a yeah, bit of a laugh sometimes i think of it it's weird when i see um arsenal fans criticizing the players behavior on twitter i mean you see some of the shit that our fans write on twitter <laughs> it oh, <yeah>. is absolutely <laughs> insane it drives me bonkers like even something you know after after Saturday, like there's like an ongoing debate about Walcott, and it's just like, all right, but it's just you know, yeah. savor it for a minute. It's an underlying civil yeah, war that exists is. between like it's, it's just people that want to have a fight. Yeah, it's yeah. I, think they, I think they've got to have like a peace accord for the rest of this season. I'll take that Chelsea. Get behind. Ours is not going anywhere this season. No. Just get behind the team as much as you can. Stay for the 45 minutes. Don't go out 10 minutes early. Come back 10 minutes late. Leave 10 minutes before the end. Sing your hearts out. Get behind this team. For, just give it one massive effort. I, I mean, when we were at Norwich, they let, four blokes in front of us left after five minutes said, fuck you, we're off. After five minutes, they're four seats. They're probably about £800 worth of tickets there. Could have given them to... People who would love to, yeah, play. and like, yeah, and like, my brother's the worst one of them. I don't <laughs> mind if he if he's my blood. At the moment, I feel like washing my hands of him. While I was in Brazil, my season ticket was taped underneath my recycling bin, and uh, for him to come and pick up while we were, while we were away, did time. he come and pick it up? No, didn't bother oh. once. And it's I know where you like, live, no. so I'll just come around and check. We I mean, the problem is our next. Three or four league games are very winnable. They are, they are very winnable. What is momentum? I feel and the stadium will light up if we get this momentum. It could light up like see before the Chelsea Liverpool game, the Friday night football. The light had a light display. I think we did it one oh. game last season against probably Bayern Munich. It was all flashing lights. Maybe Barcelona. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if we can go on a run, because I remember last year season we had a really a run of winnable games and we screwed it up yeah. and it just sapped all yeah. the enthusiasm well, out. Let's talk about it. Let's get some predictions before we, before we conclude. We've got uh, Basel, if that's a correct, correct pronunciation, yes. uh, Ricky. <laughs> what are you thinking? A win? Home win? Yeah, again, I can't pretend that I know anything about them, but I think the last time I saw them play was when they beat Spurs, I think, in the Europa well, League beat, on penalties. They've had good results in the English clubs. The penalty. They, yeah, they have had good results. Yeah, they beat Chelsea as well and United, so I'll say 2-0. Mike, how are you yeah, feeling? I mean, are we watching? Just, yeah, I'll be watching. Won't be there, but we are watching. Yeah, two 0 as well. Just get some momentum going now. These next seven games, very, very winnable. Three Champions League goes four league games. You know, going to going to the international break as well. Two wins. I'd say two 0 tomorrow night, definitely. Hat trick of. Uh, yeah, I feel, I'll just there. go. I'll go three one. I feel three three one as well, actually. But uh, hopefully, you know, take us to top of the group, and then our next game of the Champions League must Ludicrous. be Luda Goretz, yeah. who we play home and away. Yeah, and then we uh, we go back to we've got Paris Saint Germain at home, and then we finish off 
Basel, if that is a correct pronunciation, um, away. Well, let's very briefly talk about Burnley, which is a Sunday game, sort of yeah. a TV game. You're not going up. No, I'm not going No, I'm not. No. I'm, not going, I'm not going as well on this occasion. Uh, but we'll all be watching. Burnley, um, did you watch any of the game last night? They were, I did. I saw the second half. Yeah, Watford looked quite poor. But, um, yeah, Burnley, they, they're I think they got quite a decent home. They've beaten Liverpool there. And they lost to Swansea. But they beat Liverpool 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was with the p- bit lowest percentage of... It was. Ball, hasn't it was, it, in, the, but, in Premier League history. Yeah. Mm. It was, but, but they'll be without Andre Gray as well. I think it's a big loss for them. That's a strange one, isn't it? It really it? is a strange one, I don't know yeah. what did you make of that one where you obviously got banned retrospectively for tweets from yeah, four years ago. Have you been checking back, stuff you said, weirdly enough, I, I'll be honest with you. I, can imagine. I did a thing where I was talking about, I was you know, slagging off like people who troll people on the internet <laughs> and stuff like that, and now working television, you get someone calling you like an idiot. And I look back at, like, my fourth ever tweet. It's just like, Jovino's just got a massive forehead. <laughs> and that's, like, my fourth ever tweet. And imagine being Jovino, you know, if he's searching his name on Twitter and he says, oh, oh brilliant, someone thinks I've got a big forehead. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, I've been guilty of a little bit of trolling. It's quite, in, it's in quite a school play. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it's, not, it's, not, I mean, it's not the same as Andre Gray. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, my can... fifth tweet wasn't, you know, having a go at gay people, <laughs> just to let you know. I, didn't, I, I never said at any point that, you know, I think that... I wonder who went through Andrew Gray's tweets from four so years ago. You know, like, oh, just yeah. It was when he was at Hinkley, and then he did another one when he was at Brentford, I think. Yeah, it's a weird one. Do you think there's players at like places like Hinkley now who are yeah, going? Must be. <laughs> Go easier, boys, because yeah. if we make it we make to the it, Premier League... We're going to miss four games. Yeah. <laughs> They'd probably be all right missing four games yeah, if they make it. Is it. A, it's, it's a strange one. That, like, cause I was surprised that he got a four-game ban, actually, in a way. Yeah, it was a bit of a tricky situation. Um, yeah. Anyway. Maybe we should be careful what we say. Yeah. Know, well, we I'll go through... Like... I've only been involved in the podcast for three of the six years I've been going, but I will go back and check that we haven't been yeah, uh, slagging off anyone. Uh, so, score prediction for, for the trip to Burnley? I think we'll, I think we'll win again. I'm, uh, weirdly enough, it's very. I feel weird, like predicting that we're going to win two games in a row, like yeah, on, on this podcast. Normally, you go, "I oh, will probably draw that one." But one yeah, nil. I think I think we'll beat uh, Burnley as well. I'd say you know maybe even a one nil. And the, Mike, are you equal, uh, yeah. a sort of narrow win like Alex thinks? Well, or I don't a... know. I could see Giroud coming back into that game. I think that game could be quite yeah. set up for Giroud. Um, well, because he can't even, he's got no part to play because he's suspended tomorrow, of course. Yeah. So he can come fully fresh. I think, I think up against, you know, I think it'd be quite a physical game. I think it would suit his style. Uh, I think 3 0, 2 Giroud back in favour. And uh, Ricky? I'll go 2 1. 2 1. Mm. But they, between us, we've just. This is like a clean sweep of just victory. So hopefully by the time Boyd returns next week from his trip to New York and we're doing next week's podcast, we'll another two wins on the trot. And Let's hope so. We're ever nearer Champions League and Premier League glory. <laughs> um, I think that's Seven it. games into the season, um, yeah. Tremendous to have Alex back um, after trips to just sunshine, basically. Non-stop yeah. sunshine. Yeah, I've um, weighed myself out and I've put on two stones since July. <laughs> I since don't Since the end it. of the season, mate, I've gen- I've, that's why I'm wearing this black tracksuit. Isn't that what they call <laughs> the TV I, stone? Isn't I that am, in the world? No, yeah, yeah, these, are, these were scale stones. They were legitimate. And I had my leg off when I weighed myself. So <laughs> God knows how much I weigh when I put that back. That's double. On. That's double. Yeah, the TV. it was. Really, you know when people go to like Slimming World and they take off their belt <laughs> I took off my leg just to make the end result not so bad <laughs> it's, it's, honestly my life is just yeah you didn't have a good pre-season spirit. no I had a terrible pre-season what were you eating in Brazil just I was for... just it's so just so much meat it's just like loads of meat quite a lot of All carbs you can eat a lot meat. of beer yeah you know those Redizio places yeah. we went to quite a lot of them it was wonderful but yeah 
It was quite weird. Okay. Mm. So a few weeks till you're back to full fitness. Is that the? Uh, <laughs> it would be a good couple of months. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, Mike, also thanks so much. You're, you're yeah. first on the podcast. Thanks I can't wait much. to now hear all the stories about Boyd. As soon as we uh, finish, we finish going this. Um, and Ricky, thanks as always for uh, for Pleasure. stepping in. Pleasure. Uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, we look forward to uh, speaking to you then. Thanks a lot. Sports Social Podcast Network.